and welcome to Sifting Through the Shit. I'm your host, KG. Today's date, November 30th, 2022. Oh, I did this podcast yesterday and it was so beautiful. I was fired up, had all my talking points just coming off my tongue. And then I got a freaking phone call. So we all know what happens when that happens. So I'm hoping for the best today. Um, I am in the middle of driving to a, uh, a service call about three hours away. So hopefully I won't get any other calls. Where to start? Let's start with um, Arizona. So I've been watching these videos coming out of Arizona of people testifying in front of the uh, Board of Electors, I guess is what it is, as they, uh, they certified that election. Despite all of the issues that happened, and one person on the board, I'm guessing, and there again, I, you know, I listen to this stuff as I drive, but I, I'm going to quote him directly. I certify this under duress. From what I understand, he was threatened with being arrested and going to jail if he did not certify the election. Well, if you're going to do that, then why do we even have... Uh, electors. Why, why do we have people that are supposed to review this stuff if they're just going to have to rubber stamp it anyhow? It doesn't make any sense to me. Does it make sense to you? It sounds like pure bullshit to me. So this one gentleman got up to speak and I, lo- I actually uh, recorded this and posted it on Facebook because this guy is a hero. He point blank played back the words of chairperson uh, Bill Gates, who I decided to look up. He is a registered Republican who on video said, you know, my goal is to make this election the most fair, the most best, blah, blah, yada, 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 bullshit. Now, they're still filing lawsuits on this. So the fight's not over. Do I anticipate a, uh, a judge having the balls to actually take one of these and not say, you don't have standing? No, I don't. I have zero faith in our justice system. So pissed about this. And, you know, now, you know, the Republicans are going, yeah, we're going to get that, that Senate seat down there, George, man, that's ours. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, we heard that two years ago, too, assholes. And, uh, well, heck, guess we didn't get that one either. You think for a second that they're going to let Herschel Walker take that deciding sentence, then, um, yeah, I, all I got to say is lay off the crack, man. Lay off the crack, because that shit ain't happening. I guarantee it. So, let's talk about my current situation. 
We are now two weeks post-election. Two weeks or three weeks? Shit, I think it might even be three weeks. I don't know. Still haven't gotten a, a letter or anything formal from uh, my county telling me if I won, lost, draw, you know, whatever. Um, I did have a reporter from the local Record Eagle call me yesterday, day before, I don't remember now. I returned her call. We did a short interview, and I think I stumped her a little bit because she's like, so, you know, how do, how do you feel about winning the election? As well, <laughs> um, I realized that you called the county and they told you, but until I receive something official in the mail, the way our elections have been going lately, I, I sorry, I'm just, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to count my chickens until they're hatched. It's the way I'm built. She's like, oh, well, okay, but can you tell me how you feel? I'm like, well, if I did win, then I'm, of course, excited. She's like, and what are your goals? What, are your, what do you hope to accomplish? As well, I hope to accomplish more transparency on the board. She's like, so you think the board hasn't been transparent in the past? I said, I can't really say it's been deliberate. And I said, honestly, I want to talk to you about a possible investigative journalism story that goes hand in hand with this. But yeah, I'll just say the board has not been forthcoming in many ways. Well, finances, overall, overall, there's been many things that have not been forthcoming from this board. And I'll just leave it at that. So we're supposed to have a meeting with her today at 11 o'clock. It's now 11.23, and I'm on my three-hour journey up north. So obviously I had to cancel with her, and we rescheduled for next week. But what I'm hoping to accomplish with this, and this is what I'm going to tell her. My gut, and let me back up a second. I eat, breathe, and live politics. I wish it wasn't so but it, it's my life. I spend many hours a day traveling, and when I'm doing so, I'm listening to politics. When I'm not traveling, I'm listening, I'm researching politics. And I don't just take people's word for it. There's, there's people out there that I've listened to, when they say something outlandish, I tend to uh, try to fact check it, we'll say. And once I fact-checked something that I thought might be sketchy and it turns out to be good, I pretty much put my trust into those people. Um, try not to get too far off track, but as, if you've been listening to me long enough, you know I used to listen to Dan Bongino, and I don't listen to Dan Bongino much anymore. He's still in my podcast. He shows up, but I never really listen. So I listened today yesterday's podcast, or maybe it was today's, I don't know, and very disappointed, and remembered why I don't listen to Bongino. With everything going on in Arizona, the And We Know podcast yesterday, one hour, with the exception of the commercials he had, was 100% dedicated to what's going on in Arizona. Now, as I'm listening to Danny B., He's talking about some shit going on in China, and I'm not saying that that's not important. 
But damn it, if America falls, we're all screwed. There's nowhere you're going to be able to go and get away from this shit. So, in the grander scope of things, yeah, China's not as big an issue to me. I'm sorry, it's just not. Arizona is. And I had only listened through halfway through the podcast, and he never even talked about what what's going on in Arizona. So, that's why I choose who I listen to and how I choose. So, anyhow, back to what I'm going to tell her in this interview. I eat, breathe, and live politics. I'm very well informed. I do fact-checking of my own. And... A year ago, there was a group formed in my local community to combat our school board over mask mandates. Now, I didn't really agree with mask mandates. I didn't wear a mask any more than I absolutely had to. But there was no need for me to get involved until I had heard rumor that the board was shutting down public consent or dissent. They wouldn't let people talk. They're like, all right, well, that's enough of that subject. We're going to move on to other things. And I about lost my mind because I knew in my heart and in my gut without even knowing about the um, Open Meetings Act. I knew that that shit was not right. It couldn't be. So I looked up. I found the Open Meetings Act, and sure enough, there it is. They have the right to determine how much time each person gets, but they do not have the right to limit how many people can speak in one hearing. So I showed up at that next board meeting, and I lit them up. Because I was letting everybody else talk about their disdain for the mask mandate, how they didn't like it, blah, blah, blah. And after about three or four people, the president said, all right, well, you know, that's enough about that subject. Everybody's here for the same thing. We need to move on. And that's when I said, well, I guess it's my turn to talk. And I informed him, there are 20 people here right now. Each one of us has a legal right to three minutes of your time. And we also have a legal right to defer our time to someone else. Either way, you should anticipate sitting here for an hour with public comments alone. I said, it also gives the right to we the people to say, okay, we are here for one subject. We're all going to defer our time to one person to speak on this subject for however much time that there is people here. So I get done speaking, and he says, all right, well, you know, like he said, you're all here for the same subject, so we're going to count that as one. And I'm like, no, you didn't listen to what I just said. 
we make that choice, not you. And he just, you know, kind of cowered down and said, okay, next. Now, I went back to find the meeting minutes from that particular school board meeting. And these pompous bastards, there were seven people that spoke to the board that day. They listed their name, and then they copy-pasted the rest. Unhappy with mask mandate. Unhappy with mask mandate. Unhappy with mask mandate. I didn't even talk about the damn mask mandate. I talked about the Open Meetings Act and how you're in violation of it, how you didn't have board meeting posted, um, minutes posted to your website like you're supposed to in a timely fashion. At that point in time, they were two months behind. And you have the gall to copy-paste me? Unhappy with mask mandates. Fuck you! This is why I ran. Now, the next meeting I had planned on attending was unable to because of work duties. But from what I hear, they had a sheriff at this one. And they were going to have a vote on the mask mandate again. Even though they just had one two, three months before this. A sheriff. Why? Did people show up with guns? No. Did people threaten to beat the shit out of you? No. It was an intimidation factor. And you know, the funny thing is, now it's, it's been a couple weeks that, since I've looked for this. But as of, um, as of November 3rd or 4th, those minutes from last year's November meeting have still not been posted. There's no record of who voted and how they voted, or that there even was a vote, or that the fucking sheriff showed up to intimidate the constituents. Another violation of the Open Meetings Act. Prior to my actual, um, or prior to the actual election, I should say. Alright, let me back up a second. I'm talking to her now. So, I get a bird chirping in my ear. I need to run for school board this year. I September-ish, October maybe, I don't remember. And I said, I'm not running for school board. No, I have time for that shit, I got better things to do. But then the person told me, there's four open positions and none of the four candidates took the time to have their name on the ballot. I'm like, whoa, 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 what? Okay, well that, that's a game changer. Because if I can gather up three other people to run with me, and we can have a majority on this board, we could probably actually get some things done. I'm in. So I put a note out on this Facebook uh, community page that is a private group 
for just the people who had issue with the mask mandate. And I said, hey, none of the school board members took the time to register to have their name on the ballot, which means it's going to be a write-in candidacy race. Is there three other people willing to run with me? And lo and behold, a week later, maybe, one of the candidates, or one of the people who was on the board said, put a post on the community connections. Hey, y'all, um, just thought I'd let you know I am going to run for school board this year. I missed the deadline to have my name on the, the ballot because I was really busy, and so come vote for me. And this is a woman that I have a lot of issue with. Because this is the woman who, after I got done saying that they needed personal email addresses, said, everybody here knows me. Everyone knows how to get a hold of me. I'm sorry, lady. I don't know you from Eve. And I don't have a clue on how to get a hold of you. Furthermore, I shouldn't have to do it via a private email because that's much more difficult, if not impossible, to FOIA, which was part of my reason for making, demanding you assholes have email addresses. That was mentioned to them a year ago. They still do not have email addresses. So, this woman decides all of a sudden she's going to run. Two other candidates within the last two weeks of the deadline of registering as a write-in candidate, decide they are going to run. Now, the same little bird that chirped into my ear about there being open seats told me I'm pretty sure that this one candidate did not want to run again. In fact, was quite tired of the whole school board thing. So, my gut tells me that a rat on this um, this community page, this private community page, not the public one, told the administration what my plans were. And once they remembered who I was, they said, oh, shit, we cannot lose control of this board to this guy. There ain't no fucking way. We like our happy little... Uh, party we got going on here, the good old boy system, the circle jerk. We can't be having that. So there was pressure applied to board members to run again, to keep, at least keep us from getting a majority. Because we worked it hard. We were out shaking hands at the grocery store, knocking on doors, sending out flyers. We worked it hard. The other candidates just put a little blurb on the uh, public community connections page. Hey, I'm running for school board. Vote for me. Okay. Now, how do I know that there's a rat on the private page? I mean, that's a pretty serious accusation, is it not? So I did a little test. I went to the school board page and <laughs> lo and behold, there's two months of meeting minutes, not there, not to mention the one from a year ago. And so I screenshot this and I posted to the private page. 
And with and I'm like thinking to myself, and I wish I would have stated this in there, but I guess it would have kind of maybe exposed the rat, so I'm glad I didn't. But I thought to myself, I will bet within a week, if not 24 hours, those meeting minutes show up. And sure as shit, in less than 24 hours, September and October meeting minutes are there. Now they're post-dated to, I want to say October 21st. I'm like, huh, isn't that funny? And the July minutes are posted to, or no, June minutes, June or July, I don't remember which, are posted to October 21st as well. Like, huh? Now, what's even funnier about that is the July minutes were already there, posted October 21st. But the September and October minutes showed up, posted the same timestamp later. Huh. The rat has been exposed. Still don't know who the rat is. But clearly, there is a rat. So, doing some research looking into FOIA requests, I discover there is but one person who is in charge of FOIA requests for our entire school. Guess who it is? The superintendent. The same man who I pretty much guess it's either him or the, the board president. Both of them are a bunch of spineless cowards. Pretty sure that it's one of those two that applied pressure to the other candidates to get their name out there to thwart off any possibility of a majority shift on this board. So, how am I supposed to find out? I mean... I, I, I emailed the, uh, the Michigan Education Association guy who handles FOIAs, and I got some bullshit reply of, uh, well, you know, you should just fill out the FOIA, and he'll give you the information you're looking for because, you know, it's the law. And, you know, we, we, we have to go by the letter of the law. And I'm like... If we had to, if you fuckers went by the letter of the law, we wouldn't need a thing called FOIA. And I actually, I'm pretty sure I did reply to this guy and told him, you know, you more or less tell me you're okay with the fox garden of hen house. So kiss my ass. I'm on the board. I'm going to follow up on my own. But thanks for your fucking time. <coughs> so. One of the things that I, well, let me back up a second. A superintendent has full authority over FOIA requests at our school. What could go wrong with this? Well, let me tell you. The neighboring school recently had a superintendent, we'll say, step down. Not really resign, he just stepped down with a 700 thousand dollar severance pay to keep quiet more or less and 
because he's the one who handles all the FOIA requests, seems that from what I'm hearing, people are having a hard time getting the detailed information about this. Now, my idea is, and I will make this happen one way or the other, I'm going to have a union person go through FOIA training and union people will handle any FOIA requests regarding administrative people or non-union employees and vice versa. If there's a FOIA request on a teacher, it will be an administrative person to handle that. That seems fair. So, my request to this reporter, because if I FOIA this superintendent and say, hey, I want to see all your communication, text and email, from the school board to you from this date to this date, do you not think he's going to know what the fuck I'm looking for? I mean, come on, man. The man ain't stupid. He may be arrogant, but he ain't stupid. But if a news reporter comes along and says, hey, I want to see all your text messages from this date to this date from the school board members, teachers, parents, whatever. One, they have the funds to do it. Two, they, they already have a staff on board to sift through this shit. And three, the superintendent ain't going to have a clue what the fuck she's looking for. And he can't just give her nothing. The only problem I have with this strategy is trusting a member of the press, a member of a newspaper that is referred to as the record eagle trash because it's so far left-leaning. I'm hoping that this woman sees that I don't scribe to one party. I don't bow to one party. In fact, I'm going to get into the whole Republican Party here in a little bit. But it's a it's a risk because once that's once that's foiled already. Now, granted. If they pay for it, I can come back and ask for a FOIA and not have to pay for it because the work's already been done. But it's going to be a much harder battle, much harder thing to climb. And if she's not willing to share that with me, if she sees it goes, oh, shit, you know, this board's kind of on my side. This, this superintendent's on my side. I'm just going to tell Kevin now. We, we, we didn't find anything. And then I'm going to say, well, do you mind if I look through it? And if they say, well, no, we paid for that. It's ours. I, I'm just, okay, fine, whatever. See, the advantage I have is my wife handles the FOIA request for the local um, justice department. And she's already told me that once there's been a FOIA request paid for and the work's already been done, 
and you come in and you request the same exact data, the only thing they can charge you for is the device that they put it on. They can't charge you for the labor of you know pulling up all those documents, saving them to a file. No, that's already been done. So if she breaks my trust, I still have another avenue to pursue. So Tuesday, oh shit. I just remembered I got a, a board meeting, I'm supposed or not a board meeting, a Michigan uh, Education Association meeting I'm supposed to attend tonight at six, but there's no way because I'm gonna be traveling. Anyhow, um was I going with that? So Tuesday or no today's Wednesday, Monday, I attended a Michigan Education Association training seminar for new board members. Wow, was this enlightening. First off, apparently, the Michigan Education Association has training seminars on how to get elected onto a school board. Boy, I would have loved to have attended that to see what kind of shenanigans they're pulling. But unfortunately, I did it all on my own, so suck a nut. Um, but as I'm listening to this thing, they're going on. The first topic of uh, discussion was disinformation. Be careful of disinformation. COVID masks not working. Vaccines not working. Um, I mean, just everything they listed was a, we'll say, a conservative talking point. And Half of it, I'm just going, wow, okay. That's been proven to be correct. That's been proven to be correct. And I really wanted to comment and say, oh, you mean like um, Hunter Biden's laptop being uh, disinformation, but now we're finding out it's real information? Or are you referring to Hillary Clinton and the whole Russia gate thing that now we're finding out Hillary's the one who initiated that. I, I mean, come on. I, disinformation. Who has the authority to say what is true and what is, what is fact and what is false? Because if you're, wait, if you're relying on the government or the state-run media to tell you what's fact or what's fiction, well, <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, but you're, you're quite a delusional person. So, but I, I bit my tongue through most of this meeting. I did bring up the FOIA request thing, and they gave me the same basic bullshitting answer of, well, you know, you should just fill it out. No, yeah, yeah. Suck a nut, lady. And then I went on to say that, well, you know, um, there's also the issue of my board doesn't have email addresses. And somebody spoke up, well, you can still... FOIA, their personal emails, yeah, probably not. I mean, you could try, but it's a really uphill battle, and you're probably going to lose. Not to mention spend a whole shit ton of money on legal fees. Whereas if the board just had an official email, then FOIA is no problem. 
and if they're going, if they're using their personal email still for school board business, then they're breaking the law. And then you got to get nuts. So, anyhow, as this stupid propaganda thing went on, and I just really got disgusted, was quite happy when it was finally over, because, you know, some of the other subjects were, you know, how can I talk to my constituents? Should I encourage my constituents to show up at board meetings? No, 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 don't do that, because you'll get these, and they, they literally said this, you don't want to do that because you don't want to be the next board meeting that goes viral on YouTube. Like hell I don't. I want this. I want my constituents to come in and say, hey, dickhead, I don't like what you're doing. Cool. Get some others in here that share your opinion. Because my opinion don't matter for shit. I represent you, not me. And it just blew me away when they absolutely, I mean, they came right out and said it. Don't do it. You don't want some viral video going out. If you can get a constituent one-on-one -on -one and don't let them record it, don't get it in writing, that's the best way to do it. Because then you can just say, ah, oh, you know, we looked into it, but yeah, there's nothing there. Huh. So I decided to reach out to my, uh, well, I tried to find out if there's a GOP branch in Kalkaskin County. There's not. So the neighboring county, Grand Traverse County, I decided to go to their webpage because, like I said, I wanted to walk into their office and just rip these people a new one. But apparently, yeah, they don't really have a an office, I'm guessing, because there's no address on the webpage. There was a phone number, and there was an email. And as I'm going through this, I'm thinking to myself, it's not a fucking wonder they get their asses handed to them constantly by the Democrats. Their webpage, the email, first off, it's not a link. You have to, like, you can't even copy it. You got to, like, type it. GT underscore chair at, wait for it, AOL.com. Who the fuck still uses AOL.com? Are you shitting me? You people truly are dinosaurs. So, I copied, well, I typed in the email. I let them know, hey, I'm a new school board member here in your neighboring county where we don't have a GOP branch. And uh, I attended a Michigan Education Association training meeting tonight that you people should know about because if you don't have something counter to this, you need to get something counter to it now because if this is the way they're training people, you're never going to win shit, period. They are they're brainwashing everything from the kindergartner up. And how many generations do you think it's going to take before all you have to do is change the way you teach history before history is lost? Not much. I damn well guarantee it. So, 
So, sent this email on. Still haven't gotten a response. Not surprised. I mean, I know who I know. They know who I am. I verified that in 2010, 12. I don't know. A while ago, when I was trying to run for governor as an independent. They know who I am. But you know what? I know who they are, too. Yes, Cindy. Robert Henschel. Last I knew, Robert, you were still sitting on a some sort of board to do with the GOP. I'm pretty sure you're also a uh, county commissioner in the, that there Grand Traverse County. And I know where your business is. And I'm probably going to be paying you a visit, sir. Because we need to talk. You people either need to change, like, right now, or I'm going to do to you what I'm just doing to my school board. I'm going to get a group of people, and we're going to work our asses off to unseek you. And you know, the one thing I discovered about the right-in candidacy, that's the way to win these elections. Because... That machine, when it's tallying things, it's not looking for the name of the person. It's looking for the position of the dot. And I can't think of it. It's the old key card thing. We had a piece of cardboard, and it had holes punched in it. You slipped it into a computer. The computer reads the holes. Doesn't read the card, doesn't read any information on the card, just reads the holes. It's the same thing with these ballots, it's just reading the dots. So if you have a write-in candidate, that ballot automatically gets kicked off to the side for review at the end of the night. Then a Republican and a Democrat have to look at those ballots individually, every freaking one of them and have to decide what the voters' intent was and mark it down. My, I know somebody who works at the local precinct. Normally, they get home around 10, maybe 11 o'clock after an election. But because we had this write-in candidacy, they didn't get home until after 2 o'clock in the morning because they had to count all those votes by hand. Now, imagine this going on in, say, a place like Detroit. Some people are going to be there for days counting. But it's okay because now you're not, you're not looking at a dot that wasn't fully filled in, that the computer kicked off, and the, uh, the person is adjudicating. This isn't an adjudication. This is a voter intent reading. There is a difference. All these ballots that have write-in candidacies have to be kept separate. I believe for two years. For two, no, 22 months is what it is. Not two years. 22 months. So, your odds of winning just went up exponentially. Because the computer can't 
I don't care what they say. I tell you right now, with a 100% gut feeling, these computers are programmed for elections. That these, they, that's what they were designed for. It's how they got in who was in right now in Venezuela. They're programmed. And what do I mean by that? So every vote for a Democrat gets a 1.33% credit. Every vote for a Republican gets a 0.66.1 credit. So you still have 100% total at the end. But it's all fractional. And that's how they end up cheating using these machines. Now, if the machine is connected to the internet and they find out that their ratio, and I think this is what happened in 2020, they found out that their ratios weren't right. So they had to stop in places like Detroit, um, Philadelphia, uh, Atlanta, Nevada, uh, no, Las Vegas, Maricopa County, Kenosha. They had to stop counting in the middle of the night because these machines, the program, the cheating percentage was too low. They had to recalculate, reprogram so that at the end of the, the night, and that's where the mail-in ballots come in place because it gives them time to monitor where they're at. Oh, yeah, we were so busy with the actual election, we didn't get to start counting the mail-in ballots till the end of the night. Well, we're losing by 20 points. Shit, we better program that machine to have 22% difference. So now, at the end of it, now you start counting again, again, the machines reprogram, you make up that 20% plus another 2%, and man, you squeak that one out. Just like they did in Arizona. Just like they're going to do to Herschel Walker. I'll damn well get, I will, I'll bet a dime to a dollar up to $50. So that means I win 50 bucks, you win 500 if I'm wrong. And I'm telling you, you're going to be owing me 50 bucks. I damn well guarantee it. So, now that I've cracked the code, for now, I'm, I'm sure there's a way that they can go in there and change this somehow. Not sure exactly how. They'd have to make it so that the machine only kicked out the write-in candidate like one out of every three, which I imagine they could do. But that's easy to prove, too, because all your ballots are there. And you say, you know what? I don't want a recount. I want an audit. I want to look at the stack of ballots that did not get kicked over for a write-in candidacy to make sure that there's no write-in dots filled in on those ballots. Because I'll damn well guarantee you there's going to be much easier to prove and what what excuse would they have well 
the person didn't fill the dot in all the way, so the machine didn't catch it. Huh. All right, well, let's do some math. I had 100 ballots come over here that were counted, and I had 30 that were not counted, that went through the machine like nothing was there. I look at those dots, they're all filled in pretty good. That's a 30%. Huh. So then you go to another county or another precinct, and you check what they got. Huh. 30%. And you go to another precinct, what do they got? 30%. Now, I'm going to say the chances are that you could be in a car accident at, at precisely 10 o'clock in the morning. Your car's total. You're okay. You're a little bruised up. You don't end up in the hospital. You find out at noon exactly that you won the lottery, like the mega millions. I mean, you, you, you're now a billionaire. And at 3 o'clock, while driving to the place to claim your lottery winnings, you're struck by lightning precisely at 3 o'clock, walking from your car into the building to claim your, your lottery winnings. I'm going to say that all of that happening to the same person at precisely those times is more likely than every precinct having a 30% error rate in their counting of uh, write-in candidates. Now, you're only going to be able to get away with that once. The next time they're going to program it 30%, 25%. But they don't fucking think that far ahead. Their focus is, I just need to win by just enough. All right, we figured 12%, so program them all to 12%. They're lazy and arrogant because they've been doing it for so long. They figure nobody can crack our system. And I'm telling you, the write-in candidate is the way to crack the system. Because even him, even him, they change the percentages from precinct to precinct. Okay, so you didn't bust them cheating, but you still have your votes. And because you did an audit, your votes count. And you may have won by a 10-point lead when they said that you lost by whatever the fractional percentage is, just enough so that there's not an automatic recount. I'm not going to claim to be a genius. I graduated high school at 2.07. That's like a C minus. But I'm telling you, politics is what I do. Eat, breathe, live. Politics. And this is the way to bust their system. The problem is both sides are partaking in the system. So we must first take back our side before we can pursue the entirety of the political system. And if you're still one of these people that are like, well, you know, I don't know, I like Fox News, I, I believe a lot of what they're telling me, 
think about this. What's Fox News telling you about Carrie Lake in Arizona right now? Are they telling you it's over? Are they telling you it was a fair election because Bill Gates, the Republican chairperson, said so? If so, I ask you to search the internet for these people who are testifying in front of this board in Maricopa County and listen to what they're telling you. These are first-hand accounts of shit that went down during the 2022 election. And here's the thing, okay? So one of the other counties didn't want to certify. That's the county that was told, look, you either certify or we're going to arrest you. Because if one county does not certify, the entire 2022 election for Arizona cannot be certified. It must have unanimous unanimous certification in their counties. Now, there's also stories going out that some of the machines were not certified prior to the election. There's also stories going out that it was working fine the day before, then a technician came in, did something, then all of a sudden the damn thing ain't working. How can you have, out of 170 precincts, is that 170 divided by two? Is, uh, man, my brain is fried right now. What, 85? Let's say 85 precincts having faulty equipment and say that your, your election was just fine. You don't need to do it over. How can you say that with a straight face and sleep at night? So know this, we are fighting a uni party. They are unified be behind closed doors. The people who are winning are winning because they're the ones that they chose for us to elect. People like Marjorie Taylor Greene, people like Carrie Lake, these people are not chosen by the establishment. They may be chosen by Donald Trump, but we all know he is not the establishment. And I'll tell you right now, that was the biggest thing I loved about Trump, was the fact that the man was hated by both sides. That, to me, told me, there's a man who's in there representing me. If you want to know if somebody's in there for you, look to see how they're treated by both sides. Then you'll know. 99% of them cocksuckers sitting in Lansing, sitting in D.C., are there because they are selected, not elected. They're all working together. And, and that's just, I'm sorry, it's fact. Five years ago, I went like, whatever, KT, you're full of shit. You're a wackadoodle nut job. But now, it's all been exposed, thanks to Donald Trump. Donald Trump ain't no savior. But I'll tell you this, had it not been for him winning 2016, and I still have to wonder if there was a plan that, you know, I keep hearing talk about, well, there's a plan. Trust the plan. Trust the plan. And the plan's getting thin on my nerves. 
But let's think about this for a second. You know they cheated like motherfuckers in 2016. They had to. They always do. They were calling fucking Hillary up until 8 o'clock that night. But what they didn't anticipate on was the popularity of Donald Trump. Even after they stopped counting in the middle of the night in 2016, it was game over. He just won by too damn many. And I'll tell you right now, I'll, I'll bet 2016 he won by a bigger landslide than Reagan did in 84. And the same thing happened in 2020. You know it, I know it. But, so the plan to get him in there, to expose the deep state, to expose the state-run media, woke a lot of people up. There's still a lot of people who are just, ah, oh, you know, it's Donald Trump, orange man bad, my vagina hurts. Well, go out, get yourself an industrial-sized container of Vagisil, rub it on yourself, and get over it. Because the man had done more for this country in his four years in office than any president that I can think of, with the exception of maybe Abraham Lincoln and George Washington. He threw off the chains of government and let our economies thrive. He let our lives thrive. He wasn't trying to start a war somewhere. So, I'm going to wrap this up now. This is probably my longest podcast ever. I don't do any advertising here. I don't. There's only a couple people who even know about this podcast. So, if you happen to stumble across this and you're going, holy shit, I didn't even know about half of this stuff. Share it with somebody. Get the word out. If they take me down again, they take me down again. I don't even care. I'll just start another one. It's easy enough. But I'm tired of it. Oh, one last thing. The whole Maricopa County, the guy who said, I'm doing this under duress, or the guy who was threatened to be arrested. If it was me... I'd be standing outside of my house with my hands, my my wrists together, saying, slap the cuffs on me, fucker, let's go. Because I ain't doing it. My job is to make sure that this election was just and right, and it was not. And I will not certify this shit until I feel it is. So if you want to throw me in jail, let's go, baby. Because I'm going to hire the best attorney I can find. When I win this suit, he's going to charge you for his fees, not me. It's time, and, and as a school board member, I want to touch on this real quick before I call it a day. Our school board recently voted on a 
sexual education curriculum. They chose number three of three. Nobody knows what the three choices were. Nobody even knows what number three is. But let's say all three of these promote homosexuality, transgenderism, etc., 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 all the way down to, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, the middle school level, not the grade school level, just the middle school level. All three of them, let's just fictitiously say, have that clause in it. My school board's thinking, well, I have to choose one of the three. I got to choose the least offensive to my constituents. No, you don't. You could tell the Board of Education of Michigan, suck a nut. We're not choosing any of this shit. And if you want to withhold funds from us, we'll take your ass to court because you take those funds from our taxpayers. You have no authority to coerce us to go with your assigned shit, agenda, whatever you want to call it. But our board members don't have those kind of balls. I'll tell you right now, me and my other two guys, we've got balls that big. And we're going to flex them. The only thing is, is with only three of us, we're still a minority. So we're going to have to find somebody else that's on that board currently that has balls. Or, and this may come to it if we find out that there is uh, shenanigans that went on get one of the other board members to resign for shenanigans. I'm really hoping that my gut is wrong on that, but I, I, I just know it's not. So on that note, pray for peace, prosperity, and freedom for the whole world. Because without God, we can't do this. This is above all of us. It's above our pay grade. And we need help. God bless. Have a good day.